six-month-old Australian Shepherd whines when told commands. How do I correct the whining? Definitely not a fan of it. So I'm not, I don't know of anybody that's a fan of whining. Like, I'd love to meet somebody that actually likes whining dogs. That'd be interesting. Like, do a psychological profile on that person. Like, Literally. It's like, who, you who, can't be trusted. It's like, who likes that? <laughs> um... <laughs> So music to my ears. You would you would you try to like, before he goes in the pool. That's right. It's like um you would give the dog a, how do what was the question anyway? How do I stop it? Yeah. Yeah, with a remote usually a remote collar, leash pop, any form of correction, you know, any form of intolerable consequence that your dog doesn't like that will stop it. But there are some dogs that just whine. They're perpetual whiners. Yep. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Right? Wednesday. Yep. Hey, yeah. everybody. Wednesday. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. My name is Jeff. This is Joelle. And it's a quick one-hour show. And we answer your dog training questions. You ask a question. Joelle reads a question. I answer the question. Most of the questions that people are struggling with is, you know, just how to stop bad behaviors. You just call it, like, the bad behavior show. I mean, that's sort of, that's our behavior is on the show is the bad behavior show. And then uh, we have something called Jeff Gelman seminars, but no, it's not. We're going to call them um, Jeff Gelman seminars. That's just what the name of it is. Dot com. You go to there, you can see the schedule. Seminars will be starting up again. What are you even saying? And then uh, we have our training center here and we're here now and it's shut down for the night where everybody's sleeping. Everybody's sleeping. quiet. Everybody's cozying up in their beds and um jeff checking his text yep it's because there's something going on here go ahead so continue um i'm not talking right now so here we go let's just answer let's start with the questions and what you can also do is there's something called top chat top chat is at the bottom of your screen you can ask a question and then um throw a little bit of cash our way if you'd like and or get your question at the top of the queue we don't get through all the questions that's what I hate about this show. Is we don't get to do all the questions. But it's the way it is. Mm -hmm. it's the way it is. All right. So here we go. So start asking. Um, Melissa says, good evening, all. Chris says, hello, and thank you for all that you do. I asked a couple questions on Friday, June 5th, last week, and wanted to see the best way to get the answers since I missed them. I checked the podcast, and it didn't look like it was posted. Thank you. So, Chris, chances are we didn't get to your questions. We can't get to all that. We can't get to all the questions. So if you need, if you yeah, keep in mind, this is a free show. So we get to as many questions as possible. So if somebody needs a lot of help, like so we have people that come on the show, you know, every, every week and um, they ask a lot of questions, which is fine. But if you've got a lot of questions, um, you might want to do a one-on-one -on -one personal consult. And some people then will say, well, I don't have the money. And I'm like, okay, well, then you're going to have to be, um, be prepared for this so so it was a, i have no idea what the question is so if it was the first question we probably would have asked we, we, we would have asked ask it. it right now chris just ask it right now you're just wasting what well, you're wasting keystrokes right now all right so busy day today a couple dogs went home we had two dogs go home today mm -hmm. which was nice two go, coming in tomorrow two go homes today dogs going home tomorrow another dog's coming in tomorrow it's not um it's not it's not it's non-stop so there's chris's question right there so do I correct for small whimpers in a crate? So if you want it to stop, yes. If you don't want it to stop, no. So like what I really want people to do is just start using their heads. And that doesn't mean you're not using your head or you're stupid if you don't. But it's just like what do you want your dog to do? And what don't you want your dog to do? Mm -hmm. So if you don't want your dog whimpering in the crate, then you correct your dog for whimpering in the crate. That if you don't want your dog jumping on people, then you correct your dog for jumping on people. Um, and it's really, really important that that we're talking about that today, about just more just client education. No matter how good of a job we do, the client still has to understand what their dog can and cannot do. But that's also why we do so much human training. Mm -hmm. um, so for some for reason, YouTube's YouTube is yeah, not- Yeah, I'll read it off my yeah, phone. Yeah, YouTube's not queuing up quick enough on this. Maybe there's a big delay on it. Next. Kathy B says, hi, J&J &J and all in chat. There we go. Yep. Must it heard me. Yep. That's right, YouTube. Get your shit together. Yep. 
Um, all right. Now I got to go to grass the top. Yep. Hi, Kathy. Patrick, every time I try to put on the e-collar or prong on, on, he submissive pees all the time. What can I do? Um, you know, it could be just anything with just like putting touch on, you know, put, touching the dog. You, you know, try putting a slip lead on the dog. Does the dog pee? Try putting a martingale on the dog. So like a lot of people say, oh, it's because it's the tools. It's not. It's just, it could be just excitement. It could be submissive. So what do you do? You just work the dog through it. Take him outside. Put a, put a slip lead on him. Take him outside. Put the dog in a structure. Try to keep the dog, in, in, you know, this we always talk about working dogs above threshold, but work the dog below threshold. But it happens. It happens. You're going to get those dogs. You're just going to get those dogs. And what we do is we just still just work the dog through the program. Next. Demon dog buddy. Hi, JJ. Have you ever trained service animals with behavioral issues? If so, do they do well enough to continue being a service dog? All the, yeah, so we, we don't do service dog training, but yes, we've stopped bad behavior in service dogs. And yes, some are able to continue on and some are not. What bothers me the most is service dogs that, have, that are two years old that are ready to go into active duty that start a bad behavior and that they wash them. It's like, you could have just stopped that. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have just stopped that. Like, all of a sudden, the dog resource guards food. Oh, we got to wash it. I'm like, just stop that. It's not that difficult to do. So, yes, next. Um, Sarah Bug Art said, hey, everyone. Hey, Sarah. Patrick says, and how are you guys? We're doing great. Really good. Sarah, do dogs with separation anxiety ever regress when they go home? Yeah, that was asked last week, too. Um, so, yeah, dogs regress with a lot of things when they go home because dog owners are not dog trainers, and that's why we do so much education of of them, but dogs can often regress into every bad behavior when they go home. And then there's dogs that are successful. I think the, the missing link is how bad does the owner want it? But also people have got to keep remembering that dogs have associations with owners. They have associations with owners. This is what I do when I'm in my owner's house. This is what I do. This is how I behave around this person. This is how I behave around that person. As soon as your trainer grabs the leash, the dog stops the behavior. The owner's sometimes standing right there. Owner grabs the leash and the dog's out of control oh, yeah. and the trainer's standing right there. It happens all the time, all the time. Next. Um, Karen, good morning from Perth, Australia. Hey, Perth. How are you? One big weirdo. Hey, Jeff and Joelle, have you guys dealt with panting as a behavioral issue? Anytime I put my bulldog in his kennel at night, he'll pant. He doesn't pant any other time of the day. He's probably stressed. So, I mean, if you could, could you stop the panting? I mean, if it's excessive panting that dehydrates the dog, you could. Um, he's probably stressed. I mean, teach the dog to go into a down, but dogs in a down can still pant. Um, you can try um, correcting that, believe it or not, interrupting it with a remote collar. That works a lot. Work on more duration stuff. You know, you can you can do that as well. Next. Patrick and Jeff, I'm going to buy a personal video chat from you this Friday. Awesome. Sounds great. Chris says, thanks. You're welcome. Morgan, what tips do you have for teaching clients to use remote collars with their dog? Um, well, Morgan, what you can do is start making lots of how-to videos, make them really, really, really simple, and um, explain, make lots of videos explaining how you use them, when to use them, how to, you know, what your process is. Um, you can't make enough videos and then do as much hands-on training with a client as possible. And the biggest thing is helping them troubleshoot, also teaching them that it's not just about pushing buttons, the troubleshooting part is the most important part. Um, and then just teaching them about just general dog behavior, I think is really, really important. I think more more owners need to understand dogs. And um, and that takes just massive amounts of just general education. Next. Chris, hello, J&J. What would you suggest for a fast eating dog? The Kong slow down bowl doesn't work. Um, what you can do is you can spread the food out like on a cookie pan or put it in like little cupcake pans, you know, a little bit at a time, spread it out on the ground as well. Next. Danielle, this is also a repeat because I'd asked a question then missed the answer. I'd like to say thanks in advance. Mm -hmm. um, because I, you guys can watch the replay. The replays are up. I have a female pit bull that is a year old. She just recently went through heat. When I first got her as a puppy, I lived on my own. She was around other dogs and there was never an issue. But recently I moved into my mom's who has two dogs, a female German Shepherd and a female Rottweiler. The German Shepherd and my pit bull constantly would fight to the point I had to move the dog from the home where she went to live with my dad temporarily until I give birth and live on my own again. Yeah, I remember this question. We answered it pretty thoroughly, actually. Yeah, I do remember that. So, you know, I think that's probably the best decision to make. That's sort of like the answer. So not only do you have a new baby in the home, you've got two fighting dogs. 
Like that's not an answer you're going to get on this show. That's thorough enough. That's a very involved answer. So what you did was the right answer. That's the answer. So the 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 long answer is you rehab the dogs, but that's not going to happen on this show. So you have a baby now. There's a baby involved. Next. Um, a Bridges, my shepherd Ridgeback mix is a big resource guarder. His space and food, but will escalate the moment I say no. He'll blow through a hundred level correction once he escalates. What should I do? Um, number one, you probably are catching it too late. So timing and intent is important. Put the dog on a tie back. Get the muzzle off the dog. You can muzzle off the dog. Um, you can work on the out command around other resources, not just food, but other resources. And you can role play it. And it's possible that your 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 dog is. Um, the 100 is actually just just make sure you've got proper fit also depends on the brand of collar and the model of the collar there's different um intensities of them and dogs in drive often go through 100 so you might be just catching it too um too late too late next kathy we pick up our eight-week-old husky saturday we would like to take puppy training classes what age is the best to start i mean you can start training the dog at home the minute you get the dog start classes though as far as classes i mean most classes don't let dogs in until what vaccinated until they're fully vaccinated and right now who knows even if they're doing puppy classes at most places mm. most places are shut down or they're only doing one-on-ones they're not doing group they're not doing group classes so but i would start immediately doing you can still do socialization with some friends dogs if you want to next maria thank you for your advice a couple of weeks ago about not putting my face in my dog's face if he's growling our relationship has improved and he's rarely growling anymore. Yeah, there you go. So that's sort of one of those things where it's like the last thing I would ever do. And I'm glad you took that advice because it'll keep you from getting your face bit off. Um, Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Yeah, we do Zooms Tuesdays and Thursdays, plus there's original content up there. A lot of, a lot of original content goes up um, on that Zoom channel. And your Zoom rooms, yep. Yep. SP. At 11 weeks, I try to correct my pup for biting. The biting seems aggressive. Nose snarled, snapping. If I try bonking, he gets more riled up. Normal? What's a good tip? Um, you're probably not bonking hard enough. I've rarely gotten, you know, it's an 11-week-old dog. Dog should be, like, petrified of the bonk. Um, but at that age, just take your finger, your thumb and put it in the dog's mouth and push down. Just 11 weeks old. You know, but I would, but your bonking is probably a tap. You know, next uh ronnell tips on recall with a recently blind dog knows recall well but now has a hard time coming back to me um dogs are pretty good with just just maybe you have to just use your voice more like always be using your voice so your dog has a target to target you to but dogs can um do just fine doing blind keep a keep maybe keep a long line on, on your dog and guide your dog back to you and always be maybe saying your dog's name as it's coming back you know so it, it literally will come you know, come to a target next Bob, when teaching your dog something new, how do you use working level or correction level? If working level, low stim? Yeah, working level is literally low stim. It's the least, the lowest level the dog feels. That doesn't mean it's a low number. It's the lowest the dog the dog feels. You wouldn't use a correction stim because you're just teaching the dog something new. So you've got to go through, we go through a very long process before we get up to correction. Next. Allie, my dog's reactive and I tapped at the e-collar at a correction. My dog feels when seeing other dogs and she looks away, almost afraid to look at the dog. Is that okay? You, that's the whole idea, right? So you've got a reactive dog, right? So what it is, is you just, is it, is, is that okay that you fix the problem is what you're asking, correct? I'm not giving you a hard time. It's your first time on the show, but you literally fix the problem and you're asking if that's okay. You have a reactive dog. When it sees other dogs, it goes reactive. You tap on the remote, the dog looks away and doesn't even want to look at the other dog. Problem solved. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome that you did that. As far as the dog's afraid to look at the other dog, that could be your interpretation or it could be fact. Either way, that's a great outcome. I love that. I love that. Do I want my dogs to be afraid? No, but you fix the problem. It's all that matters. Next. Sarah Bug Art, what is a rule of thumb when a dog is ready to go off leash, planning to have him on, then drag a 50 foot for a while? He's reactive with people, so I know I want to know I can recall off a person. So, you know, that's, there's a lot of variables there. You got to role play that. 
So you have to role play that with people that you know. Next. Jenny stopping by to say hi. Wolf Dog owner from Instagram. It has been a while since I joined one of your lives. Have been busy, but just wanted to say thanks for all your guys' virtual help. Jenny, thank you so much. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thanks for jumping into the room and saying hello. Next. Sorry. Jason, any idea who would win custody of a family dog? Does a judge care about who will provide the best quality of life for the dog? Activity, consistency, and love? One rule, Jason, to always remember is don't ask a dog trainer for legal advice. Next. Chris, I have a mini Aussie that has now started to run and bark and nip at neighbors. She never did this before. We got our shot collar, but when I put it on her, she'll become scared and not go to the bathroom. Not sure what to do. So I'm not quite sure how you use the remote collar. So I don't know how you use the remote collar um, if you just push buttons on it or you actually did training, you know, training with it. But in your situation, if I had a dog that was outside in the back running and barking at neighbors, I probably would just correct. But it's you, what you did was you definitely created a negative association, which you're supposed to. Um, I would bring your dog out on a leash and walk your dog around and teach your dog that the backyard is not bad or whatever yard it was is not bad, but the act of barking um, and trying to nip at neighbors is, is, is bad. Next. You can, hey guys, six month old Australian Shepherd whines when told commands. How do I correct the whining? Definitely not a fan of it. So I'm not, I don't know of anybody that's a fan of whining. Like I'd love to meet somebody that actually likes whining dogs. That'd be interesting. Like do a psychological profile on that person. Like Literally. It's who, like who, you who, can't be trusted. It's like who likes that? <laughs> um <laughs> So music to my ears. You would you would try to like, before he goes in the pool. That's right. It's like um you'd give the dog a how do what was the question anyway? How do I stop it? Yeah. Yeah, with a remote usually a remote collar, leash pop, any form of correction, you know, any form of intolerable consequence that your dog doesn't like that will stop it. But there are some dogs that just whine. They're perpetual whiners. Yep. Next. Jessica, how to increase speed in NCS recall stage. Um you can slowly dial up while the button is on continuous. Next. Blake, good evening, J&J. I've got all five dogs in a downstay while I mow the yard. Got a few opportunities to correct. Awesome. That's great. Um, Brian, hi, guys. Our Glenn of Emal Terrier, 10 months, is well-trained on an invisible fence. When I introduce the e-collar, he associates constant stim as a correction. Can yep. I use e-collar just for correction? Sure. If you want to. Absolutely. Yeah, when you'd usually use, uh, sometimes dogs get confused with underground fence and remote collar mm -hmm. so but it's all depends on your training style and your training experience and how you actually trained the dog and teach the dog how to shut off the shut off the stem so there's a lot of variables to that but if you only want to use it as a correction go ahead next chris genius idea thank you very much i will try that his next feeding awesome emily any advice at all on what to do when your spouse is not in line with proper training practices i put hundreds and hundreds of hours in and just want and just watch it crumble due to inconsistency. Any insight? Um, I mean, there's always, you know, what is it? Is Match.com still around? I don't even know. Tinder. There's Tinder, definitely. Match.com, JD. Oh, isn't that the worst, e Emily? So usually that leads to um, divorce. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Talking to the pro here. So, you know, usually that leads to divorce. I mean, I would sit down your husband with your husband. It's probably, there's probably some reason why this is happening. Right. And it's probably not more than dog training. It's not about the dog. So I've got a feeling it's not about the dog. There's some other issues. And then what you can also do is like find out what your husband's favorite hobby is and just ruin all their shit. <laughs> that will like, definitely end up in divorce. Like he likes to fish, break all his fishing poles. He likes to boat. Yep. Just take a sledgehammer and like fucking put, put Plays a whole video like, game, smashes gaming system. Yep. Just like do that. Just throw the TV out the second floor window, you know? So. Take a big, take a big, huge crap on the controllers. <laughs> I think dog shit would suffice. I, I don't but, think you get human feces involved. Yeah, as it depends well. how good your aim is. Oh my god. Next. Anyway, hope it works out, Emily. Yep. Keep us posted. Yep. Demon dog buddy, do you think play dates are good? A couple in my apartment have dogs, and my dog has played with them before. They said they're fine with meeting up. What behavior should I watch out for? Yeah, I think it's great. Play dates are fine. The only thing you want to do is not have fights. I mean, I think dogs dogs love to play with each other. 
if it works out. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, the, the thing is we, we've got dogs here that a friendly group of dogs that come in, you know, daily for daycare that we've got friendly dog socials and we've got, you know, dog socials that we have to be careful about. But yeah, dogs playing is fine. Um, Patrick, when I crack my German Shepherd with the e-collar, he runs and hides in fear. Should I put a leash on him? Yep. Always train with a leash. Always train with a leash. Because if you're, it also depends on you might be correcting too high and what are you correcting for? Like, what are you correcting for? And have you done, if it's for obedience, have you done all your work training on the remote collar? Or if you're only training on the remote collar just to correct, it can be confusing for the dog for obedience. Next. Emily, when it's just me and the dog, one year GSD, he does amazing and obviously looks to me for authority, which drives my husband nuts. But what do you expect? Husband refuses to use the prong. He's scared. Your husband is scared of a prong collar and you own a German Shepherd dog. Your husband should be afraid of the dog biting people. Probably. That should be the biggest fear. Running off and getting hit by a car or redirecting on, you know, on you or on him. You know, I mean, what grown-ass man is afraid of a human, of a prong collar? I mean, sorry. It's a fucking training collar. I, mean, I just don't get it. What's wrong? I just, like, was waiting. <laughs> like, he hasn't said anything fucking, like, snide yet. Well, I'm just... <laughs> there it is. Uh, is it right I don't there. know. I just don't... I mean, be afraid of a prong collar. I mean, I'm sorry, but prong collar. It's like you can't have one or the other. It's like you can't be mad that the dog listens to Emily and not you, and then be like, "Oh, but I don't want to use." Yeah, the or don't, tool then don't or do use what it. Emily says. Then don't use the prong collar, and then he can put in the hundreds of hours of work. Mm -hmm. It's like like there's a reason why the dog listens to her. Yeah, there's a reason why. Yeah, you know, it's like man, I can't stand that I'm 40 pounds overweight. I'm like okay, as you sit on the couch drinking beer, eating fast food. And your spouse is on the treadmill counting her calories and doing well. Like, which one do you want it? Which one do you want? Like, there's a reason. There's something called consequences. There's something called hard work. There's something called discipline. And everybody has got the equal opportunity to get into shape. And have a trained dog. You know, and have a trained dog. It ain't rocket science to eat healthy. You know? Next. Susan, hey guys, thanks for tonight's session. I saw a post on Facebook about the horrors of prong collars. An owner had left it on dog long term. Some puncture wounds ensued. And I responded that we've never had an issue using a prong collar and that any tool can be misused to cause harm, even a regular collar if improperly used. Right. I mean, I if you leave if you leave a prong collar on long term or you put it on a tie back, of course it can cause problems. But but like I remember Uma, Uma's dead now. Um, she, when she used to wear a dog collar, a regular nylon dog collar. And I finally took it off one day because I barely groomed my dogs. And she had massive scabbing underneath the collar. It's because she swims three to four times a day. The collar is always wet and it caused massive, irrit massive irritation. I mean, it's like from a nylon collar. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. Harnesses cause chafing. Anything does. It's just like people, this, this, this conversation that prong towers cause holes in dogs, though, is just a lie. There's like two posts out there with the same picture. Like, you know, it's, like, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, Next. Patrick, $5 chop chat. No question. Thank you for your tips. I love your podcast and your live videos. You're oh, a lot of help. Thank you, Patrick. What the heck has Patrick Tanner been? Speaking of Patrick's. I don't know. Where's he been? I don't know. She already read Susan. Terry, just saying hello and thank you all for the content. Continued success with our two-year GS and total cat avoidance. They're now constantly looking to me for guidance when they see them now. Awesome. Terry, looks like that worked. That's great. Shepherds. Nice. Um, Jamin, struggling to keep the four-month-old Kelpie's feet off the kitchen counter. So you, you let's work on that right now. So at four months old, your dog's old enough to be corrected. So... The reason why, first of all, you shouldn't have a 16-week-old dog unsupervised, which I'm not saying it is because you obviously see it on the counter or maybe you don't. Um, you should have a leash on the dog. And it's not too early to correct the dog with a bonker for getting on the counter. 
So bonkers are wrapped up towel. If you don't know what it is, look on our YouTube channel on how to make a bonker. And you would say no, and then very firmly bonk the dog. It's a cotton towel. It's not abusive, all right? We're walking up to a dog that's just lying down normally and bonking it. I wouldn't call that abusive, but it's wrong. You know, people love to throw the abuse word out, you know, but it's like, no. But but for a dog jumping up on the counter, your dog can die. Like your dog can literally die or you can have thousands of dollars in surgery if your dog gets something from the counter or your dog can get something from the counter and resource guard. But everybody freaks out about correcting the dog from jumping on the counter. But meanwhile, it's like, tell me about your dog, buddy. Next. Kathy, I've successfully self-trained two golden retrievers. We are getting an eight-week husky. Are huskies really that much more difficult to train? Um, I think any dog can be difficult to train if you don't know what you're doing and or if you don't train the dog. So I think huskies can be easy to train and huskies can be hard to train. And I think poodles can be easy to train and poodles can be hard to train. You know, so we've got, I can't tell you how many aggressive labs that we've rehabbed. Mm -hmm. How many aggressive golden retrievers oh, and labradoodles and the doodles, doodles. And, and the doodles out the wazoo, mm -hmm. you know, tons of doodles, you know? So it's like, I think people get these dogs that sometimes are stereotypical, easier dogs and they don't put the work in. And then they're surprised when they, you know, end up being really, really aggressive next. Uh oh, my food box is going to be here soon. Okay. Um, Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. Chris, I use a remote collar for just a fence line. Okay, awesome. To do boundary training. Barista boy, made a breakthrough yesterday on a walk. I didn't see a dog on the other side of the street and felt some tension on the leash. I was distracted crossing a driveway, and then I looked over, and we were passing a dog. Wow. So that's really, really great because, and I don't think people that struggle with their dogs can appreciate that. Like, when you've got a dog-reactive dog, dog mm -hmm. and you can't even walk down the street, like, it just sucks. It sucks. So yeah. congratulations. Um, Trey, my seven-month Amstaff jumps and nips family members. What do I do? So let's stop that right away. I've got a video on my YouTube channel called How to Stop a Dog from Jumping, and it works. Because it won't get better. It'll get worse. And if anybody tells you, oh, the dog's excited to see me. It's like, yep, and he's going to bite someone's face off one day out of excitement. So no dog should be jumping on, on their, their owners or on their guests. So let's stop that right away. Next. Homer's homeboy, Akita, one and a half years, reactive with males his own age, punctured three dogs his own age, no problem with bitches or older dogs, keeps stimming when he gets aroused, worry I'll give him fear of all dogs. Well, you can always, you, if you use the word no, you know, it's more than that. So it's, it, it, it's, what I don't want people to do is just wait around until the dog does something wrong and then just correct it. I want people to be proactive as well as then ready to correct. So let's teach your dog how to be around other dogs calmly, and which is what a lot of people are not doing. So a lot of people are just willy-nilly with their dogs. They give their dogs too much freedom in the house, not enough rules, not enough structure, not enough boundaries, not enough consequences for unacceptable behavior. And then they take them into certain situations, whether it's outside or around other dogs, and then they want them to be, be close to perfect. So I'm not saying that's your situation. Um, but, but for all we know, you're like really, really strict, but this is the last thing that you're trying to get, to get over the hump. So, but if you just say no and correct, and what you want to do is correct at the first sign of arousal around the dogs. So the first sign of arousal, and that's usually easy enough to tell if you really, really focus on it, changing body posture, changing breathing, changing ears. There's always a change next. Jamin, just saying hi, staying busy with four-month-old Kelpie and six-year-old Australian Shepherd Mix. Awesome. Um, it's quite the four-month-old dog that, that'll keep you busy. Chris said, should I use a shot collar for barking and correction and not for the invisible fence? You can do it for, for everything. I mean, if you want to use a remote collar to correct all unwanted behavior, you can. My stuff is here. Just, there you go, get it. Okay. So where are we here? Uh, at CT Vader. Okay. Hi, both. Just stopping by to say hi. Keep missing the Zooms due to work, but I'll get there one day. Thanks for the continued hard-ass busting work you do for everyone. Oh, you're welcome, CT Vader. Yeah, the Zooms are on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Zoom, uh, Zoom on our Patreon channel. You can join Patreon, patreon.com slash solid canine training. Um, and it's for the $10 and up folks. And it's good because it's face-to-face. -face. So it's not just like, you know, 
you know, texting back and forth. Kathy B, I hate whining and barking, but I've taught them to yodel on command that I like. Yeah, yodel is good. Teaching a dog to sing Broadway tunes, that's always fun too. You know, Oklahoma, they picked that one up pretty quick. Um, Desi Porter, great ideas for separation anxiety, escape artist who doesn't care about hurting herself or putting holes in walls. So yes, we've got lots of experience with that. Number one, reinforce the heck out of the crate. Number two, get a remote collar and a nanny cam. And you make it you make it extremely uncomfortable to break out of crates. Um, we deal with that a lot here. We always have a video camera on some some of the, one of the dogs here, and we document it actually. I've 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 Instagram storied at two in the morning before showing people you know what we do. So um, also what you're going to do is teach the dog how to do a really good downstay in general. Work on duration work. A lot of people will say make the crate fun. Like I've done enough rants about making crates fun like you know you can listen to old shows listen to a lot of different things about separation anxiety about making the crates fun um but that's what you're going to do is you're going to make it very very um uncomfortable for the dog to break out of the crate next uh Way says good evening guys hello Hosway. eliana should a reactive dog be allowed to look at dogs from a distance when on their break playtime or should it be corrected all depends on what the intent of the dog is so it all depends on the intent of the dog. I'm not against dogs looking at dogs. I'm not against dogs barking. I'm not against a lot of stuff. But but what's the intent of the dog? Is the dog staring like I'm going to go after you? You know, also dogs off leash a lot of times are not reactive. Um, but on leash, they are reactive because the, the leash is a barrier. Dogs behind fences are reactive. And if there was no fence there, a lot of these dogs would not be reactive. So what you're going to do is... Um, read the intent of the dog. Like, are you staring like ready to take off or are you just like noticing a dog walk by? Next. Breeze the boy. I tapped a little on the e-collar if he was fixating too long and then gave him a ton of kibble. We have a ways to go, but I'm thankful for this channel and proud of myself and dog. Oh, good. Yeah, we're proud of you too. Anytime you can accomplish any, stop any unwanted behavior, it's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of an accomplishment stopping a bad behavior than training a behavior. I really do. You know, because because there's so many dogs that know like 20, 30, 40 commands or even 10 commands. But there's those like ones that we can't people can't stop. That's like why they call us or why they have to, you know, rehome or put down a dog. Right. It's like my dog knows 10 commands, but he bites kids. Right. I think people give dogs up because they can't do a good dance day. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's usually doing that historically. You know, next um jennifer what are your feelings on doggy daycare i would use it for socializing and days when we are gone from home for four plus hours and we don't have a walker so that's up to jennifer that's like personal choice it could be good or it could be bad it could be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever it could be all depends on your dog all depends on the daycare all depends on their program all depends on the skill set of the the attendance that they have all depends on a lot of your dog, you know, your dog, I mentioned that. So there's a lot of variables. I think it, I think it has its purpose. It has its purpose. Next. Bro code, why doesn't my dog stop barking even when I bonked him already? Um, well, you might not have bonked hard enough. Also, did you say no first? It's, there's, there's a timing issue. Um, and, you know, some people just don't bark. You know, some people don't bonk hard enough. They're not consistent enough. Um, and if you're having a serious problem, get yourself a bark collar or a remote collar, but it's that no, and then bonk. Um, but a lot of, but some dogs might not care when it comes to barking because barking is better than the consequence of the bonk. Next. Kim, I have a three-year-old poodle mix. She play bites, but also mouth you if she wants to get you to stop touching her. I tell her no and grab her job and not really working suggestions. She play bites. So with the play biting, I would say no and I would bonk or no and I would correct with a remote collar. There has to be something intolerable. It's just pretty much across the board. Anytime you're trying to stop an unwanted behavior, you've got to you've got to learn how to apply a proper correction. Now the big thing is what's the proper correction for that situation? And that's what you've got to figure out. That's what you've got to figure out. I mean, heck, use some people use spray bottles, use a spray bottle, you know. But then also there's some people that are doing things that are encouraging the bad behavior without teaching the dog the boundary first. Mm -hmm. So be careful about that. Next. 
Emily, he looks like a goddamn fool trying to walk him. It's insane. The whole thing is ridiculous. So that's all caps. So you're already like calling lawyers and shit. So she's in all caps. I think we're getting her all steamed now. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep my cool, but I can hear, I can feel the anger in that. Yeah, I know. That was your life. It was my life. That, yeah. I, I get you. I hear you. I feel you, Emily. It's it's a rough one. It's a rough one. So it just the, you know who's going to truly suffer is the marriage, um, the dog. Yeah, mixed messages. Yeah, next. Trey, my seven month amstep jumps and nips family members. What do that. I do? I think he asked twice. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he might. We just might not have answered it quick enough. Um, yeah. Jessica, do you only move to different environments for recall training once you get to correction, or can you do it in NCS? You can do it in NCS. And the whole goal of NCS is to get as many different distractions as you can. Next. Sarah Bug Art started adding a punisher for Kenai not obeying, no marker and heavy leash pop. Works with everything but recall. He'll move away or sit a few feet away from me. Should I keep pressure to come? Yes, exactly. Yep. You just, just pull your dog into you. Next. Anna, I have a female GSC, and my boyfriend also has a female dog. They used to get along great. Mm. In the last month, they've gotten into several fights. I already knew the answer. I already knew the next line of that question. Uh, we believe my GSC is trying to rule the house. How can we stop this? I'm worried they're going to hurt each other. Well, they will. You know, there's there's two, G two both of them are German Shepherds. Two female dogs. Yeah, two female dogs fighting. Nah, that always ends up good. <laughs> that, that, that Those are the worst fights ever. So... How, how do you, how do you, you know, so let's say they are jockeying for position. Well, you're the, you're the head bitch of the house, right? H-B-I-C. So, okay. So, <laughs> so. The H head bitch in charge. Oh, okay. I was going to say house doesn't start the with a C. H-B-I-C. So, you know, just, just look at it that way. It's like, you can, I mean, I've got female dogs that live happily ever after. I've had females, I've had two females before that fought every day, no matter what I did. Like they just like they woke up. It was Uma and 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 uh, the this dog named Bella, and uh, 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 every morning they woke up. And I swear to God, they looked at their watches, and they were like three o'clock. We're on. And they're like, okay, where do you want to go? God. By the pool, over in the play yard. Every day, they did. They they antagonized each other till they fought. They both enjoyed it so much. So <laughs> they loved it. They just loved fighting. Yeah, Uma was the one that would like always jump into a fight. You know, she would never start him, but she had no problem jumping in. None. She's like, she she's like a good friend to have if anybody ever picked on you. Like, it's like you back up and Uma would, Uma just let her take over. Uma, Uma, you take over here. It's like, like around bullying people. Yep, yep. So, so um, what would you do is just put massive amounts of structure into the house. Um, there has to be a consequence that really sucks for the two of them fighting. Mm. Inner household dog fights are the hardest pr uh, project, the hardest issue to resolve. They really, really are because there's so many variables and you find yourself walking on eggshells and that's a crappy way to live. So what you've got to do is you've got to make it really, really suck to fight. But also on the flip side, you've got to put massive structure into the home. Next. Julia, can anything be done for a dog that is obsessed with shadows? Yeah, um, that's OCD behavior. Remote collars actually stop that pretty darn quick, believe it or not. That and like laser light, people using mm. laser lights. But there's dogs that, you know, that are fascinated by like, you know, ceiling fans whirring by and the, and the shadow that it is on the ground and moving light on the ground and light being reflected Dust off of watches. Yes, trying to eat them. Yep, next. Shelly, I use a prong collar to walk my dogs. Then it comes off them. Do I need to train to walk without? And how do I start? You don't have to. You can walk forever with a prong collar. It's not. See, a prong collar is not a weakness. It's just a tool. It's a communication tool. And for trainers to say, well, then the dog doesn't know how to walk properly. Well, if you're talking about a competition, obedience dog that has to heal off leash. Mm in a perfect form, okay, fine. But we're pet dog trainers. And as long as the leash is connected 
to something, anything. I think for someone to say, oh, well, then your dog's not trained well because you have to use a prong collar. I'm like, but you're using a flat buckle collar. What's, you know, technically what's the difference? Mm -hmm. It's still restraining the dog. Like, why do you, like, you still are, you still are holding your dog back from something. Mm -hmm. You still are applying pressure to the dog. Yeah. So there's people out there that will say, oh, well, I, I would never trust my dog off leash, but they would never use a prong collar, which means that you're using whatever equipment you are to actually restrain your dog. Right. So it's like, it, that's just ego bullshit that people like to throw because a prong collar looks barbaric. But if it, all I care about is the quality of life of the human and expanding your world more. And if your world gets expanded and your walks are less stressful because of a prong collar, well, then keep using a prong collar. Dog gets to go for more walks. Dog gets to go for more walks. And your life is easier. And your life is easier. Next. Um, Paisley, it actually turned out that that photo of the dog with holes in its neck was not a prong collar. It was one of those leather collars with the decorative spikes on it that the people turned inside out. So the spikes were on the dog's neck with it tied out. Yeah, well, that's so that's just like. Why would you do that? Because people are stupid. So that's just like bad use of a tool. Like people just do stupid people do stupid stuff. People do stupid stuff. I mean, it's like that's that's those those cowers, those spiky cowers that are ornamental, that's not what they're used for. Right. It's literally a decorative device. It's decorative. It's not used for training. Right. It's no different than like a flat buckle collar. Right. It's just like there. it's just it's just stupid. And you could actually look up flat buckle collar injuries. And you see flat buckle collars that are in, you know, that are in the, in the dogs. They've, they've grown into them because they were never like loosened up and the, or as the dog grew, just look that shit up. It's disgusting. Mm. Harnesses embedded in dogs. Yeah. Collars embedded in dogs. Shit. That four ninety nine top chat went away. It was from Ashley. Sorry, Ashley. We love you. You talked too long and it disappeared. Oh, okay. That's what it is. It did. It, it timed out. It's got nothing to do with your scrolling. No. It, I had it open. Didn't you not see the green bubble? I didn't see the green bubble. Okay. It was there for fucking five minutes and it's gone now. Okay. Sarah Bug Art. Saw some fur mom say, I got a dog as a companion, not an item to train. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Gina. I have a six-month-old standard poodle. She whines every time she hears me get out of bed. She whines. When I walk in the room, she whines. How do I get her to stop whining? Never wake up. Never leave your room. Next. Mm. Chris says thank you. So what I would do is you'd have to correct the dog. So no correct. So I would use a remote collar. My, my go-to on whining is always a remote collar. Paisley, first, thank you for making these. They help so many people. Great content. Love watching. Any tips for helping a dog that gets really stressed in new places, whining, panting, etc.? He has a pretty structured life, but still has lots of stress in new places. Yeah, we, you know, the do there's a lot of dogs that just have a low threshold for newness, if you want to call it, you know, it's a scientific term newness. right there, newness. So just, just literally take your, work your dog through it. Work your dog through it. A lot of people, a lot of people would say, oh, tell your dog everything's okay. It's like, okay, fine. Tell your dog everything's okay. <laughs> tell them there's rainbows at the end of the street. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. There's a big, a big pail of golden dog food at the end of the street. Don't be stressed. It's just like, what do you do is you work your dog through it. And a lot of people will say, no, that stresses out the dog more. I'm like, you know, if there's something called, you know, they're just, just flooding with guidance. And we find that that works out really, 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 really well. Next. Really, really. Barista Boyces, thank you. You're welcome. Eliana, when my dog sees another dog and I tap the e-collar, should I give a command before tapping or just tap and turn? If you're, if you're, if you're turning, I would say heal. Next. Bonnie, what would you do with the dog who's obsessed with swimming and won't come out even at a high level? So I would keep a long line on that dog and role play the heck out of that. Or you'll end up with a dog that exhausts itself and um, will drown and die. And then you won't have a problem anymore, but you'll have a dead dog. So um, what I would do is long line and train recall out of water. Next. Breeze the boy, are dogs trained at your daycare? Um, they do get training. It's not the type of training that we do. They get upkeep, put it that way. 
and they get lots of structure, tons of structure, and then they get structured exercise. It's definitely not a free for all. Next. They've all been through the program. Yeah. Though. Yep. Adam, any thoughts on worse reactivity at nighttime compared to daylight walk? Yeah, dogs seem dogs are seen. Dogs are definitely on more high alert at night. That's for sure. Definitely when the sun goes down, shit gets real. Yeah, definitely. We see that. They get more into instinctual protective mode, most likely. I'm sure there's some like primal reason why that happens. Um, it also could be because, I mean, I think humans as well, look at us, we're animals. So, Definitely. so look at us. I think we're a little bit more alert when, um, the sun goes down and we're fucked up. But when we finish the show and it's so light outside, you know, that, that's weird. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, is there a light on in this room? It's like, no, that's the light coming in through the windows still. Cause my bedroom is right off of here. Yep. Next. Um, Wendy says, love you. Oh, I love you too, Wendy. Lori, hi, J&J. &J. Finally got done with our walk in time. Oh, awesome. Good. Did that speed walk in, that pre-WWJD that pre speed, speed walk. I bet she, you all the neighbors probably know as they probably. see her walking down the street. Oh, she's probably... She's getting faster and faster. She's probably heading towards it. Probably heading... Wants to get that podcast. You know you get the podcast right on your smartphone. Right on your phone. Walk in, listen. You can do that, you know, right? That's what I used to do. Yeah, we're on... We're on back when I used to listen to this podcast. Back when you were married with a guy that played video games all the time yeah that fucked up your dog just go walk the dogs and listen to the, <laughs> listen to the podcast so when you first started getting infatuated with me yeah cool obviously it's cool infatuated yeah. obsessed <laughs> like, okay get yeah. over yourself you said it <laughs> Next. do you know how do i correct her when she whines in her crate uh remote collar that's my usually my go-to next Isabel, I have a question. I have an eight-week-old GST mix with Blue Healer, and she bites my daughter's clothes. You could try. Oh, there's more. Oh. Can I start correcting now with the collar? Some people have told me she isn't a kid dog. Well, it's not being a kid dog. What does that mean? Like, they shouldn't be with kids. She's not a kid dog. Like, shouldn't be in a household with kids. Says who? Because she's a healer. And that's the stereotype. They nip kids. Well, they don't. They nip cattle. Right? What was that? Would you have a headache? I realize it's like, yeah, actually. Oh. But like, you always say that. So, to nip kids. so I would say your every breed of eight week old dog bites children's clothes. Yes. So what do we, what now, what do your friends have to say about that? So name me a breed that's supposed to be with kids and I'll show you one that nips children's clothes so what i would do is what i would do is correct the dog no correct you can bonk the dog for that okay well i'm gonna read the 499 from ashley because i had to scroll to find it you know i got bumped anyway she said thanks for the tip for putting caught in the kennel much better and it's tilted so extra weird calming down faster staying quiet longer yay love y'all awesome wow what do you know now i gotta go back jessica do you have a favorite dog out of your personal dogs no Next. No? No. Me neither. Isabel, can I, I already read that. Demon dog buddy. Last question before me and my foster. What like where am I getting these words from? Like nowhere in there does it say foster. They seem like getting another dog. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Last question before me and my dog start our training for the day. What distractions do you add to dogs working on staying in place outside? Won't move with people and dogs now. How to make it harder? Ball, skateboard, food, food, throw some cheese, string cheese. It's like, yeah, hot dogs, little bits of hot dogs, man. Everything. My and favorite is the, <gasps> I'm telling you, dogs break for it every time. Because <laughs> people always do that when they see a dog. They're like, <gasps> I know, I wanted to move. And they get all excited. I wanted to jump, out, like, of, I wanted to jump out of my seat, jump all over you. <laughs> Next. Um, I gotta scroll. I gotta scroll. There's a, there's a fine art to the scrolling. I don't think people appreciate it. Ever so lightly. Oh. Sarah Bug Art. And in King Eye's case, the prong showed him how to respect to all respect all collar pressure. We can walk and he responds his flat buckle now and I give him correction. Yeah, that happens a lot. I mean, it's just all it is is just pressure. Next. 
Kathy B, the ego bullshit, a dog in a flat buckle or Martin Gale chokes and pulls on a prong. It's like power steering versus a car with broken power steering. If it works, use it. Yep, sure does. Julie, my dog attacks the TV whenever there's an animal on. Actually runs from another room when she hears certain commercials. Well, you know, you can get that. What is that? That that? Can't you watch shows without commercials now? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I haven't watched TV, like cable TV yeah, in like the, five years. You can, you can do that. So what you do is you just get a remote collar and correct it. Like, see, just keep in mind, like what we allow, like what we allow the dogs do. What I would do is I would put my dog in a, correct it, number one, and then put my dog in a down in front of the TV and hunt for, hunt for commercials. Yeah. To scroll right through like commercials. Or just like get something on YouTube. Yeah. That's like an animal. Yeah. And stream it, stream it on your TV. Next. Um, Gina says, thank you. You're welcome. Kathy B. That was so nice. She like retyped Ashley's top chat since. Oh, you talked so long it disappeared. Ah, Denny. I see. I'm glad you do. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you because you're always right. I'm glad you see. Yeah, I do. Denny, I have a three-year-old Siberian Husky, least reactive and stubborn. He will be fixated on any dog. I do my best to pop it before the loading starts. Lots of whining and redirection, redirecting frustration to me. Yeah, I'd probably. That's why we like remote power so much. I don't. I think people without big behavioral problems don't realize the struggle that people have that actually need help of a tool. Yeah. I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest concern I have with like all these places that are trying to ban these tools. It's like you have no idea what the struggles are and how hard people work, you know. And then the bullshit stuff that they're told and how to fix it, and then it doesn't work, and then the trainer really doesn't give a shit. Cause they got, you know, they got paid mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, I guess it's, you know, they'll blame the owner. Yeah, I mean, the owners are, there's some responsibility to the owner, but like the trainer couldn't do it either. You know, it's just people to spew out advice without actually doing the work. Like people think that's what we do. It's like fucking train dogs here every day. Every, everything we suggest we do. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the great thing about we're actually working with dogs every day. Next. Sure. Paisley says, thank you. You're welcome. Erica, hi there. How do you stop a dog from crying in the crate? Um, you make it suck to do it. So remote collar, bonk the crate, shake the crate, take the metal food bowl, hit the top of the crate, take your foot or hand and hit the crate. All the things that people say you should not do with a dog in a crate, do. Put it that way. All the things that people say, don't do that. It'll create a negative association. Do. We do. And for some reason, dogs stop and... Don't have negative associations the towards the crate. Thing ever. So it's so weird. They all love their crate. We've never had a dog. We've never had a dog. Never. Ever have we ever had a dog? <laughs> think of a crate negatively, and dogs get get when they first come in. Or I don't want to say they're constant, like it's like every minute, but are constantly corrected in crates for stupid stuff, whining, barking, exploding at other dogs passing by, even standing up. Yeah. It's like you should be lying down. And it's just like, it's like, and every dog like goes in their crate fine. And they come in, some of them come in not wanting to go in a crate. Yep. Some of them come in, never been in a crate in their life. Yeah, it takes three trainers to get them in there. And sometimes these dogs are sleeping like right on the floor because they destroy bedding. They destroy the place got, they'll, they'll rip up a towel and die. So they'll sleep, they sleep on the floor and the water they get comes from the tap. And we've got no like cable TV, no ambient music, no none, none just of a that. White noise machine, just a white wells air machine, air purification system. Yeah, which actually technically is white it's like noise. white noise. Yeah, next. Um, Erica, I already read that. Hammer, hi JJ. What is Mantua looking like? Has the governor given the okay? I don't know. I haven't talked to the governor for a while, but but this Mantua is not coming up. I think for a little bit of time. I think we got that September maybe. Yeah. But I don't know anymore. as of as of as of now, it looks like our current schedule on JeffTelmanSeminars.com is going to be it. We're going to probably still rearrange some of them, but you know, some of them had to be postponed. We'll probably have to cancel a couple of them. But this is a rough year. It's a rough year for seminars, that's for sure. Next, Africa. How do you teach your dogs to swim? She has 14 weeks. I carried her in the pool, but I didn't let her go. 
she'll be too big for me to do that soon. Is it instinctual for them? Um, it's instinctual for them to use their front paws, but not necessarily their back paws. So I've got a few videos on YouTube, how to teach a dog to swim. So do that next. Watch those. Joanna, I don't know where the other part of this is. This, this shit isn't going to make any sense if I read it. Right. But this is long, but please read it. Lady Mouse is my two-year, nine-month-old Great Dane, 110 pounds. I got dragged seven times before I caved to an e-collar two-week board and train program. Forward to last week, came across your video seven days ago. Going into kennel, coming out of kennel, duration, sit, incredible night and day change with the correction method you teach. Most of all, today, another dog in a car driving away was barking at us. Lady Mouse ignored. Yeah, we lost it. So, so it sounds like you're making progress. That's good. We'll see eventually how to possibly see the rest of your question. Uh-oh. Lori, yep. yep, that's me speed walking. I watch your show because it's hilarious and I can't stop laughing. A welcome break from the current events. Well, that's good. It's good. Joel's always good for a good laugh. I think so. <laughs> Next. Danielle, can I use the educator for cat chasing? Yep, you can use a remote collar to stop a dog from chasing cats. Yes. Drew, my girlfriend and I rescued a one-year-old boss boxer husky mix he has a big love bug with other dogs and people but pulls toward prey birds squirrels on walks suggestions thanks love yeah the channel. so get get yourself a prong collar get yourself a remote collar and go and then teach your dog how to pro walk or walk Ooh. properly next to you and then when you start hunting for prey um and your dog starts getting alert on that correct your dog correct your dog next Danielle, how do I get my 16-week-old pup to stop biting the leash and growling and snapping? So at a four-month-old dog, I would bonk that dog no and then bonk. If you don't want to bonk where it is, look at my website, I mean my um, YouTube channel, look it up so you correct it. We get a lot of dogs that do that. They'll, they do it out of frustration. They do it because it's fun to do. They like to play tug. They do it because they in, end up interacting with the humans and the humans start, you know, screaming and yelling and they, they think it's all a big game. So make it uncomfortable for the dog to do next um elizabeth so should i use the collar on her she also barks and growls back when i correct her with no uh, which dog is this i don't know i gotta know what dog that is if it was an eight to 12 week old dog no you don't do that karina can you spray dogs with water as an alternative to bonking example fence running barking at tv so it's not in a, as an alternative to bonking so Using a spray bottle is using a spray bottle is a punisher. So you could use any punisher you want, but for fence fighting, that means you have to run out there <laughs> and chase the dog and catch the dog. Yeah. And you wouldn't bonk either. You would use a remote collar for that. That's the most practical solution. But if you want to use a spray bottle, you can use a spray bottle. You can use any tool you want if it works. But if you're using a spray bottle because you don't want to use a bonker, it's not because you don't have a bonker because everyone's got towels. But if you think it's more humane because you don't want to hurt the dog, but all that really matters is that the dog stops the behavior. So I would, I, I, would, I would say that spraying a dog in the face with water is not humane. In fact, it's not allowed by the Geneva Convention. So think about that. So, but that's up to you what tool you use. If you're uncomfortable with bonking, all I would say is if you haven't tried it and tried it properly, you'd be amazed at how quickly and efficiently and effectively it can be. But if you want to use a spray bottle, you can, but it becomes impractical in some situations like fence fighting. Next. Um, Mariella, would you train downstay on a puppy the same way you would train a grown dog? Well, all of our pup would all, you have to define the age of a puppy, but we do all food training with all dogs here. So you're 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 listening to so everything up until this question right now, Mariella has been how to stop unwanted behavior. So now when we're crossing over the bridge to um, obedience, we clicker and food train every dog on our property. So yes, I would because that's how we train the dogs with food and clicker. And we would lure them if we had to. So yes, to answer your question. Next. Carrie, I have a one and a half year old GSC Doberman. She will attack our other dog in the house seemingly out of nowhere, but is fine with her outside and will 
and with every other dog she's met. How do I get her to stop? Well, that's good that she's good with with other dogs. So there's probably something going on in the house that's triggering it. What I don't know. I'd have to talk to you through probably a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, consult which we offer. You find out about those right on our on our website. And something's going on. Some environmental is going on. Your dog could be resource guarding something. That's possibly what it is. What it is, I don't know. Could be anything. Could be a human. Could be a bed. Could be a toy. Could be the food dish, the water bowl, could be a kid, could be anything. Next. Um, oh, it's eight weeks old. What? It's eight o'clock. It's eight weeks old right there, but it's all eight oh. o'clock. Um, so it's time to go. Okay. It's time to go. But so Elizabeth said it's eight weeks old, but now I forgot the question. Oh, can you use the car on her? No. No, not at eight weeks old. No. An eight week old puppy is like, you don't use remote collars. You don't give leash pops. You don't do any of that stuff. When you have an eight-week-old puppy, be prepared for lots of bad behavior. And you should be training with, we train with their daily food. We do a marker system. But be prepared. It's eight weeks old. Please keep in mind how young these dogs are when they're puppies. And please remember, if you're going to get a puppy, you've signed yourself up for lots of bullshit. Yeah. Lots of sleepless nights, lots of bullshit. Just remember that. People got to think about those things when they get an eight-week-old puppy. Next, not, not next. Next, good night. All right, guys, we're exhausted here. It's been a long night. It's been a really long night. Take care. Bye bye. Good night.